Good afternoon, friends. Welcome. As we know it, it's the end of the world as we know it. As always, to be here with my co-hosts, friends, and fine human beings. To my immediate left, Mr. Dylan Maziotti, a guy who has been so kind as to include me in this podcast for some time now, and I am eternally grateful for it. And the man with the chocolate plan. My tummy is happy. <laughs> we have a place to do a podcast, and it is always good to see you, we just my dear. Mr. Steve Hatch, everybody, put your hands together. What, what, what? What, what? We just eat chocolate. It is the 31st of December, fellas. It is. What, great time to do a year-in-review episode. Indeed. It's on the last day of the year. Here we are. And it's just the three of us, no guests. So that's right. No we'll guests. We'll see how today. this goes. Uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to say, because there are a number of functions in putting out a podcast, and Dylan, you're very good at all of the functions. But I, you know, as somebody who used to book a lot, and and was always sort of trying to figure out, you know, who who can I get? And there's always the sweet spot of who's available. Versus who would be a great guest and all those things. And you do an awesome job, my man. You well, really thank you. do. I harass, yes, our, I harass our guests just enough that they still want to do it. Right. There's, it's a fine line yeah. between harassment that will produce, okay, I'll, I'll come if you'll stop calling me. Versus I'm hanging <laughs> up the phone because I'm calling the police. <laughs> Somewhere well, in there. we don't know if Dylan's gotten that. He may That's have had true. that. Actually. That's true. We just don't know about it. I'm thinking good thoughts, Steve. I'm taking good thoughts into 2021. (laughs) That's a good thing. I think so. I can't believe it's 21 years since the millennium. Yeah, that's that's insane. Well, that 2K, um, Y2K bug is going to hit any time now. It's just a little slow. (laughs) So, yeah, it takes 20 years. So you won't be able to log into your AOL account. No. (laughs) I don't have one anymore. (laughs) Take care. Yeah, my 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 dad's wandering through the kitchen. So goodbye, it. dad. Goodbye, dad. Goodbye to you. <laughs> it's awesome that your dad is here. Yeah. I love that. Eighty nine. He still comes and works. That's so great. Dude. Well, my dad was kicking it till ninety four, and I bet you your dad will keep going so even have, after that. So another five six years. Oh, I bet you he's got a decade because at least because we figure in the the progress of of medical technology, don't we? That's true. Just slowly rebuild them from the inside. Yeah, okay. Right. That's a good thing. Right. Uh, No, he's a huge help. That's awesome. Well, and it must be great to have family around. 
Well, I don't know if that's good because I'm probably like, I mean, the well, some family's good, some family not so good, but it just depends on the family. Depends on the member. Yeah, <laughs> I'm usually the one excluded, so usually I'm the one that they try to keep out. But you're the guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy they try to keep away. <laughs> Your name's over the door. Well, okay, at the shop, yeah, but I mean, family it's events. Different. I mean, it's different. Yeah, yeah. It's more at the end of the list than yeah. on top of the door. I'm on the I'm on the excluded list, and you know. You mean you don't have a talk show desk at your dad's house that he keeps clean for you? <laughs> Are you mocking that I have a talk show desk <laughs> upstairs? Which no. I do. Which I do. Yes, you do. No, what? I'm completely jealous. Are Should you we kidding? talk about that? Should we? I sit at that desk all the time. Sure. Well, we can talk about whatever. Yeah, t- tell us about what you've got brewing up up there. Well, um, I I want to do a talk show, but but I want to do a talk show where all the furniture is my height or little, so shorter, so I have some tiny couches, um, and just picture Elf sitting at like the you know all the little like high like. He's he's totally bigger than the toilet at his house. He's bigger than the school desk. So picture that. I want guests looking like Elf on my furniture and being interviewed. But it, you know, I think it's a way to interview them and talk about candy and about like what their memories were or traditions were as a as a child growing up. And just and then who knows where the conversation yeah. will go? Because with this, we've seen where the conversations have gone, gone, and it's. It, it's weird and fun. You always try to keep me on point, and I'm not a good on point person. So the conversations could go anywhere. <laughs> I'm learning. Though, <laughs> That's just, pretty much about. What I'm learning to just let you go now because it's fun. <laughs> to just let me go. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do drugs, <laughs> and so like, just imagine if I did, because I'm all over the place right now. So yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit on uh, Elizabeth's episode of. You know, you haven't done anything. No. I've done marijuana. I want to try mushrooms. I recommend them. There's actually a a growing body of evidence that there are therapeutic uses of microdoses of mushrooms. And uh, uh, that's something that I'm going to pursue in 2021. So uh, I'll certainly bring my impressions to the table. You and Terry can hang out. There we go. Well, you know, we take so many medications in our lives. What's and, the and difference? Like, I mean, in some ways, the, well, the, well, in some ways, the ones that we take are probably not as good because they're all synthetic and they're all. I I have that is a that is a philosophical part of my assessment of why I want to try. And when I say a therapeutic dose, it's not that there's mood altering properties to the experience it's simply the the literally structural uh brain architecture that that has been shown to benefit from uh, the introduction of psilocybin which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms as people uh, call them in the vernacular but uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to doing a, a therapeutic round dose and see if maybe it can clear up some of the darkness in my mind which is yeah i mean chocolate they say has some very good it's an aphrodisiac well it but there's it 
there's endorphins that it releases in your brain and it's it's really good for the so maybe it's because i eat so much chocolate i pretty much don't need anything the chocolate and Dr. Pepper. So there Dr. Pepper may have something to Yeah, I think you got a problem with Dr. Pepper, Hatch. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got to this. <laughs> he sees a doctor every day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much a doctor a day. Didn't You know, it's been a while, I, I, I grant, but I thought the last time that I saw you, you... Uh, you kicked, you kicked the That horse, was so, right? like, forever ago. I mean, and then, yeah, I mean, I How long did that for, last, like, eight like, days? No, I was, like, six months. No, Dr. Pepper. Wow. And then one well, day I just good. said, I am going to have a Dr. Pepper. And then I just kept going. <laughs> so, Well, that's the way it usually goes with relapse. Just one. Just one Dr. Pepper. Just, just, I'm just going to have a sip. And then the next day, and the next day. Well, for the six months, to be fair, I was pretty tired for six months. So, I mean... But that wasn't really a flavor-based thing. That was sugar and caffeine, right? I am going to just say that it was the 23 essential flavors of Dr. Pepper that kept me alive. I love it. And so, like, without that, I was dying, I think. (laughs) Does that work? Well, let us give thanks... To Dr. Pepper. ...that you are still here. Okay. That you that you cheated. <laughs> Let's be honest. There's there's probably some preservatives and shit in this too. But you know, well, I I'm drink diet sure. coke. I'm not much better. And I actually was off of it a couple of days. We ran out of the house over Christmas weekend. How'd it go? I had a migraine that was it last Tuesday, and I I stayed home from work. It was just wow. So, so yeah, but that's caffeine. Yeah. Right? So, you could get caffeine-free Diet Coke. Yeah, and I drink some my wife's caffeine wa- waters. She, she drinks caffeine waters because she's got um, Invis- Invisalign mm-hmm. now to mm-hmm. fix her gap, which I didn't think she needed to, but she is. It's a personal thing. Yeah. But I drink some of those, and it started clearing up. So, yeah, it was, it was strictly the caffeine, but Diet Coke's my lifeblood. And my family says I smell like old Diet Coke, so I got to live up to my <laughs> reputations. <Aww. laughs> That's one of the nicer things they say to me. Well, I'm drinking a, I'm enjoying a Diet Coke this afternoon, but I've pretty much, I've just gradually weaned. I think maybe I'm going to be done after uh, 2020 closes here. Whoa! So this is That's pretty, this is that's me. This is the 2020 version of me partying. Partying. I'm almost to a year sober, so that's good. Congrats. Thanks. It's good. Awesome. Uh, it was pretty necessary. Oh wait, no. How does it go? Oh my God! I'm so glad I stopped. That's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more booze. It's a good thing. Well, it is a good thing. It's yeah. I think it can be good. Everybody's different, and I think that's yeah. what's probably so hard about it. Is that everybody is different, and you every it's really easy to compare yourself to other people and their like issues for with sure, whatever they're having. Well, and culturally, it's you know, it's a it's a uh, sanctioned activity drinking your brains out, yeah. So, you know, you can do it pretty much anywhere, anytime. And uh, you know, culturally, I was around it a lot growing up in Iowa where. It's way colder than Utah. It's way flatter than Utah. It's way wetter than Utah. <laughs> so let's get a beer. Right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's just the women. 
Everybody, who'll be here yeah, all night long. Don't forget to tip your bartender <laughs> waitress. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Vinny Barbarino is uh, working as a DJ on the, for the station identifications for, <laughs> oh my gosh. for the Your Creativity podcast, but maybe it's my, it, today it's my creativity. <laughs> it's our creativity. It's our creativity. We're renaming the podcast for this one hour. For this hour. That's right, because nobody's invited today. No. It's just the homies. The boys. The boys. Well, we don't know that for sure. Dylan may have like tried to invite people, but he got the restraining orders. <laughs> and so, that, I mean, we don't know that he didn't invite You know, people. I was actually hoping for door number two, which is that Dylan punked us, and Rosario Dawson is going to be here in about ten minutes. Oh, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be pretty good? Well, yeah, that would be pretty Clerks good. Two and Star Wars and everything in between. Dylan can Goddess. do that. Between class and brains, oh, and yeah. talent and staggering beauty. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. Love you, babe. <laughs> oh crap! The camera turned off. Oh no! We're gonna pause for a second. <laughs> so we paused for a second. We started talking about something else. Let's. Let's work that in. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, before I, pause. So, I mean, we were kind of reminiscing. And I oh, think, yeah. You, yeah. So, but like 2020, I mean, it's crazy with COVID. And a lot's changed this year. And a lot, there, there aren't norms or normals. Like, what is normal now? And um, I think that that's, that's really hard. Um, Terry and I, we were talking especially like restaurants and foods and... Um, you know, places that are hurt. And my attitude is, what restaurant are you okay that it goes under? Because I, I do think right. that, I think that that's the reality. I think over 50% of us aren't going to make it. Um, probably closer to 60 or 70% will not make it. And and do you I, think it's that high? I think it's, I think we're all uh, one or two weeks away from being doomed or making it. So, I mean, I, I think it's really that high. And, um, you know, part of it, people are blaming the lockdowns and they're blaming government for locking down things. And and I, I think there's more to it than just that. I think that people got out of a habit. They Like, you, you would have thousands of people coming downtown to Salt Lake and working in these office buildings above City Creek, all of those tall buildings. Um, yeah you're you're lucky to get a handful of employees in those buildings right now well all of those employees used to eat somewhere downtown they'd go to the restaurants they'd go to all of that 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 actually fed the economy that actually continued restaurants um a lot of restaurants couldn't make it anymore at lunch they're doing dinner only um and it is that crowd ever going to come back that's what we were discussing. Yeah. Well, you know, those buildings. Terry was talking about CHG. Yeah. And, and the, their buildings. Right. I mean, you know, hopefully for, I don't know, I, I was going to say hopefully for, you know, so for some businesses, their, you know, their lease is going to be up. But by the same token, that's, that's stopping the analysis at what about the people who own the real estate? What about the banks that finance the construction of the real estate to lease to the CHGs, to the corporate tenants of the world? I mean, this... And the, and the thousands of CHGs are different companies. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, 
Well, I, I hate to be terribly morose and pessimistic on today's episode, but by the same token, I feel like this, I, I don't know, I'm... There's an opportunity too, but, the, but I think the reality that we all have to realize is that our shopping habits have changed. Um, the way that we buy things, the way that we do entertainment has changed. Is that going to go back to like going to live music venues? Um, are they even going to be ex around? Right. How um, long does the stateroom stay closed before it stays closed? Correct. And, and Pioneer Theater or, yeah. or Provena Hall. Or sure, sure. Like all of those things. Or the Royal down in, in uh, Mill Creek, my buddies. In the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. My, my buddies, Neil Middleton and the Royal Bliss guys that own that place. And... And how much of an impact does that have on society to not have Absolutely. them here yeah. and to not have the arts and to not have some of these things? And I, I think that some things, I think some of these employees will not go back to the office if they have a choice. They, they would prefer sure. to, to work at home. Um, and again, maybe the, maybe the CHGs, the corporate tenants of the world, say, you know, we want to, we won't, we want to go back to the office, but what exactly does that mean? I mean, how many people are essential to be in the office? And if you're the guy who's the CFO or the treasurer of a, of a large corporate entity like that, how bad, I mean, how bad do you want to write a check for rent every month yeah. that you go, you know, I'm at like 50% capacity and I don't see how, now if you got a lease, there's nothing you can do, but... Right, it's that it's that domino effect that is the thing that I still feel like we haven't really felt the true impact. And and it's financially for, for a company like us, um, you know, our yeah, website. What's your experience? Well, well, like? Our website sucked um, prior to COVID, um, and it didn't matter, or it, it, it wasn't felt. It, it, you know, it wasn't. It was kind of just a yeah. We really do need to get a website going, but we never did do a website or, or right. kept it going good. When COVID happened, you didn't have people coming in and you had people that didn't want to come in. And I didn't want to get sick either. So for, for our, our employees or for the customers, you know, just fighting that. And um, we were kind of forced into doing a website. And it, it's right. been amazing. You know, the That's websites right. also made it good for inventory. But our numbers are still down. I mean, we're 50, 60% yeah. of what we did last year. Um, that can slowly evolve and slowly change. And I think when you look at every company, you know, there's thousands of different obstacles to companies. And, and some aren't as dire as COVID. Um, but I think all of us have to learn to evolve um, and to continue and, and to keep seeing... What is the next buying habit? What is the next? Right. You know right. what? How, it makes you a scientist. Yeah, totally. And 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 I think that that's probably the lesson is just to keep rolling and that nothing in life is certain and um, you should do what you're passionate about because everything can be gone just like that in a snap and it you know just find your passion and do that and whatever that is you know that's where you should go. There's no guarantees anymore. There's, there's no security that way. Um, and just find what you'd love. Well, I'm, I'm working with Keenan Price, our past guest, and I think it was the, one of the few times that all three of us and the guest we've had. But I, I work with him now, he, and he shifted 
balloon artisans into what we're working on now, quick balloons, which is balloon bouquet delivery. So we're, we're figuring out all the, the science and stuff of that. And, you know, it's, it's getting there. But, yeah, that's the shift I've seen. Yeah, the shift is, happens for everybody. Now, Dylan, tell us about your experience as a, as a graphic designer. How has your practice or your business changed? Um, for when it closed down, I had nothing. So, I, you know, the college sent me home, finally. They, it took them a while, which was frustrating. Like, things were shut down, but we were still sitting there every day and helping people every once in a while. Well, the rest of the place was shut down. But um, my graphic design, you know, no wise glies, you know, no laughs up in Seattle. And laughs up in Seattle still closed. Um, you know, so for a while there, I, I had like nothing. You know, Slick was still paying me when I was off there just paying the regular stuff. But during close down, I had, had nothing. And I, I just kind of sat around. You know, because I couldn't motivate myself. It's like, you know, I could try to get excited about things, but there's nothing going on anywhere for me to do. It feels to me like that's one of the looming heartbreaks about the spot that we're in now is that we're all more anxious and excited than ever to get back to normal life. And yet, will we ever, and also... How will we ever, because it's not like throwing open the doors and running people through the turnstiles. I mean, you know, there's this... this. It's uh, going to be, you're going to have to prime the pump. And yeah, it's going to yeah, be well very said, slow. Very well said, Steve. Yeah, even if the switch was flipped tomorrow, I don't think people would become running back. And that, and that in, in the two categories, which Steve, you already mentioned, restaurants, and, and actually I think you also mentioned uh, live music venues and, and the artists, so many of whom are dear, esteemed friends of mine. And I think about the fact that, you know, you can open your restaurant and you can say, we take all these precautions and all of that, but we've been at this for so long now. I mean, uh, you know, I remember when I was a kid, they'd use the phrase bunker mentality. And I, I think that, you know, that is going to be a very real thing for us in that, uh, you know, we've, been, we've had our hands over our heads for so long that it's not like everybody is just going to go, hey, let's go get a pizza like that. Yeah. I mean, we still want pizza and it's good that we've been supporting the pizza places by, you know, ordering takeout or delivery. But... But how do you do delivery for, uh, for live music? Yeah. All of my, like I say, my friends, my, my heart, my people, my family in this, uh, in this place are, are you know, and, they're, and, not, they're not going to be musicians anymore very soon because even if we do throw it open, how many people are going to come out to see music where there's, you know, people are jumping around and sweating and everybody's worried about bodily fluids and that and kind of there's thing. There's an impact on them, their lives, but I think there's a loss of for us as a society without it. Oh, no like, question. And, and, um, and I kind of hope that what it does do is it makes, as things change, that it makes us 
embrace them even more than than we did in the, the you know i think it was easy to take those things for granted um prior to this and right. and I, I hope that it maybe gives us a little more like reaching out to them to try to support them yeah, um you know donating to their venmos on their live their live, live streams and, yeah um yeah and i hope it, it will do that because i do think that we we're not a society worth anything without them. And, yeah. And, and I you know, I just entirely. think we're just robots without that. And um, to be human is to fill, and to fill is the arts and the, the music and the visuals. And, and all to commune that. with other human beings. I yeah. mean, and all of that can go, to, you know, can translate to, to restaurants and to the gatherings. And I think that, you know, it's our nature that we will have to come back to that, whatever that is. Um, or whatever it becomes. Uh, I agree with you entirely. I, I remain very concerned how how it is that we're going to do that. I mean, I, you know, the, uh, the indomitable I, triumph of the human spirit is a real thing. And and actually, one of our guests, Mike, uh, well, Tui, um, with the Watchtower Cafe, yeah. you know, they they actually opened up a brand new cafe. Um, like two weeks before the shutdown came out. Yeah. But we talked about this. And, um, yeah, episode 105. But what we talked about was I think that the restaurants that close, um, we also contribute to the, the habits of what people start doing. And I give a lot of respect for those workers that are still working and the restaurants yeah. that are trying to work through it um, because they are at risk but they're doing it because they believe in that warm, fuzzy, or that communal yeah. thing. And, um, I, I, yeah, it's made me appreciate them a lot more. And many of those guys are putting themselves at risk, just to be open. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't only fans and Patreon on each other to death, and it'd still be okay. Yeah. It's helpful, but it's, you know, it's, it's not going to be long-lasting. Man, I hope so. I, I, I feel, especially because we're on the precipice of, a, of an anniversary of a new year, that, uh, yeah, how it all, how it all happens and, and this psychological thing of, you know, we've talked a lot in our society about things like, is COVID real? Is it a hoax? <laughs> and all that kind of thing. And that talk, even though all you have to do is talk to anyone who works in a hospital and see the fatigue in their eyes over the top of their mask to know that this is a very real thing, and, and we're all wounded. I know I am. It's been a hard year. And I want, I'd re, I could really go for some joy. If you guys got any, guys, hit me up. You know, Venmo me some joy at Terry Burden Rocks. Like, geez, it's it, it's such a shame. And, and I feel like, I don't know, I've, lately I've been asking myself, is there a way that we can, I don't know, do something? I don't even know what I'm saying. This has been in my head. Like, it, almost, it almost feels to me like a, a fantasy in which... I want to make a magic potion. Here we are in your 
basement. Steve, can Let's we make, make a magic a, potion? Can we make a magic potion? I mean, of course, it'd be great to, to cure COVID, but short of that, can we make a magic potion to give everyone some joy and some relief? Because, you know, I'm on anxiety medication. I didn't even know what anxiety was. <laughs> I wasn't anxious. I was excited. But, man, now I'm, I'm tense, and, you know, the doctor gave me something to calm me down. That's crazy. Like, I do think there, maybe it's the, the crazy in me. I have hope that, you know, there, that there is like an exciting future coming um, and that there is promising things. When you look at from a scientific standpoint, the fact that they have vaccines as fast as they did is asinine. It's crazy. And um, you could, you could question the, the, the effectiveness or the political aspects of it. Right. But just as a scientific breakthrough, that's remarkable. And, and you know, all the countries coming and let's together hope, to and do I, that. And I will, you know, I'll give a little bit of a voice to all my conspiracy theorists out there. Where are you at? But, you know, is, is the vaccine or the vaccines or any vaccine efficacious? Because... Are we saying that what the Food and Drug Administration has done for decades in requiring, you know, the Pfizer's and all of the pharmaceutical companies to go through approval processes, it's not like they made it up that it takes three years. So did we just get a lot better at it or are we skipping necessary steps? Did you read some of the other things with what the FDA is also doing? So as the as the pandemic happened, another of one of our guests, um, Steve Conlon, and those guys the, with the the distillery. Anyway, they actually oh, yeah, started great. doing the hand sanitizer. Right, and right. What the FDA is now doing is finding all of those guys fourteen grand for for coming up with a, a product that was manufactured and sold, and they're billing those kind of breweries and those places that actually. Really, hand sanitizer really? for a pandemic, and that's th disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. What I think, though, is it will get us back to talking about, oh, maybe that's not a necessary requirement that we've had for fifty, sixty years. That needs some updating, or that regulation yeah, needs good to point. be changed, and that needs to be to you know gotten rid of, but. I still have some promise. I, I'm optimistic. Well, about I'm glad. I feel like I feel like uh, maybe half and half isn't the right uh, statistical breakdown, but I kind of feel like there's a, a thing of like, you know, healthcare workers is the you know is the leading example. I mean, they're the tip of the spear. Of, they're amazing, man. You know, they're yeah. amazing, and they haven't had a chance to sleep in nine months. But there's also a lot of people in our society who haven't had a reason to get out of bed in nine months. Yes. And I just feel like not just the income gap of the haves and the have-nots, but also just this, this mental, uh, spiritual gap of some people in our society being way more exhausted than they should be as a result of this pandemic, and other people being wasted literally as human beings. I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I, I know a lot of people who are out of work. I'm out of work, and I'm like, God, I'm dying for something to do. I need something to do. And uh, it, ain't, it, it ain't pretty out there, but 
Obviously, you caught me on a down day. No, I think we... Actually, what I think is... Um, the down days are important, too. Um, because they do actually help us um, remember that it won't always be down. And that, that when times are good, you know, it helps us realize that times are good. <laughs> because we've had yeah, we've and and presuming that we do have good times again, <laughs> I'm <and> with <laughs> you. <laughs> as I as I drag myself to make it to the shop at three in the afternoon, right? So right. I mean, I hear you, and I'm the, I I'm the senator from North Sinicolino over here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> but but I'm right there with you, and I I do think I don't know. I'm trying to look for the supporters or the 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 people that are helping, and um, yeah, I think that there are a lot of good people. Um, there, there no are a lot of good people that have come out through this. Um, for us as a business, a lot of people have anonymously just, you know, given them money to try to help us pay a bill or or wow. helped with this. But That's I've seen awesome. that just on personal levels, people reaching out, yeah, um, and just how are you? How's it going, Steve? And I, even though I'm isolated, I still appreciate the reach out. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm, I am optimistic about. 2021 good me too and i'm not gonna let it kick my butt because like just the last few months i've just been so unmotivated to do anything i had a really rough week where i just did not want to do anything but then when i sit there doing nothing you know it's like why can't i do anything i've got stuff to work on i've got things to do it's just it's frustrating but i'm i'm in a new mindset for 2021 i'm not gonna let myself sit around you know, there's dozens of things I want to do. We're looking at a vacation in in October to Italy. Yeah. Wow. So that, that nice. you know, God forbid we couldn't, you know, travel, but that, that's a big motivation. Yeah, if Italy will that's a great motivation. let in Americans. And, like, I have a list of things I write up every day I want to get done. And just lately, I've just been, just a few, but I want to start plowing through those. And I think once I get that going, my family members will see that too and maybe get a little more away because they're, they're in similar boats. Yeah. This is frustrating. You know, but I really am optimistic. I am, t- I am too. The, the vaccine, you know, I'm, I'm nervous since it was so quick. Are you guys taking it? But are, you, are you getting a shot? Yeah, I, I would absolutely take it. Just um, when it, I, I want to take it now, but I don't want to jump the line. Say it, you know, I'll I'll try to wait yeah. and be patient. But yeah, I totally want to. Yeah, I think by the time it gets to my sector, it'll be long enough where I think any apprehensions I did have, you know, will kind of be calmed. I think it it's very interesting to me that this issue pushes right up against uh, a very important societal concern that I think that we're going to have to face in the next 20 to 50 years, especially more in the United States than anywhere else, because we have always had, right, Teddy Roosevelt, rugged individualism. And so the beauty of the market economy is that if you want to be a chocolate guy, you can be the best chocolate guy there ever, right? And that's, I mean, that is the 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 fabric of American ethos. But we, we're lost in American individuality. 
because everybody thinks that they're the king of their own world. And the fact of the matter is that this pandemic doesn't give a good goddamn. Actually, prefers it because the attitude of, I'm not going to wear a mask, I'm not going to have concern for your 89-year-old father who is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that breaks my heart, man. Do you know but what's, it's real. I mean, you, we have to, I, I, don't, I don't like Do you know what's funny? I actually think we as a society are complete fucking morons. And, and I mean that because, we're because, about the because same we're, rewriting, yeah. we're rewriting history. And, you know, you had a congressman talking about... Rewriting history. Absolutely. Or, or writing it to our way of what we think we want them to, to have believed. You know, the founding fathers of what they would have done with the pandemic. And they wouldn't have had the, you know, people isolating. But when you read history, they did. Uh, you know, the, the people talking about whether or not Christopher Columbus was a good guy. You know, so when you read history, there's evidence to support maybe he wasn't such a great guy. Yeah. And so, I mean, but it's like, I think we kind of create our own history sure. in our minds of what what we think that the past was like. And I think that it, we have technology instantaneously so we can communicate in an instant. And whatever Terry says right here can be read in Japan in just a minute or just a second. And, um, and it, who's to know in Japan it, how valuable Terry is or how valuable whoever is. And it makes all of us feel that we can write whatever we want and it's just all out there. And I think that, I don't know, sometimes that's going to come back and mellow out a little bit too. Well, and the way that, that this individualism versus collectivism uh, conversation, I mean, as that boils down, of course, the very next thing is our form of organization as a society. And, you know, socialism is an ugly word in this country. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty well convinced that the fire department is as socialist as it gets. <laughs> Because the snow plows. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't write snow plows. I mean, these are things that we do for the greater collective good. Now, I'm no socialist. Okay, guys, don't, you know, don't paint me with that. <laughs> I love that you're playing to plows, the camera. <laughs> but, but, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, collectivism versus individualism. If we weren't organized into collectives, we wouldn't be here as a species. Because... Yeah. Somebody's got to make the coats while somebody else is hunting the food in a coat to give to the people who cook the food. You know, it's like, this is, is, is. Instead of us like stereotyping that as a bad thing, man, it would be right. nice if we all of a sudden start embracing it. And right. we start embracing all the worlds coming together in a pandemic. Because you, know, you didn't build this building, right? Somebody no, else somebody built else. it. Yeah. And, 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 and somebody else had it before we even bought the building and somebody right. created this and somebody did that. But, you know, we can all contribute and we can all we come in and we can all like add our own flair to different things. But that's what makes us a great society is all of us doing it collectively. I, I right. believe. But that goes against the American ideal of ind- rugged individualism and, and, you know, the thing of like, well, I want to be a rich guy for me and for my family. But I don't want to pay a lot of taxes. And again, I'm not taking sides on this. So please, anybody who's listening who's a rugged individualist, uh, understand that I, I don't have any solutions. You know, one of the things about being an analyst is, is my training. 
is that you don't necessarily always have to draw a conclusion based on the data. You just have to organize the data and say, you know, here, here's the reality of where things are. Yeah. You know, I'm 20 pounds overweight. That's science. That's not anybody's opinion. It's not the Dr. Pepper or the sugar cookies I'm eating. No. It's totally, are... not, it's totally not that. It's today's, totally not the wafers. It's got brought to you by waferies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that I'll be able to finish these other 10 uh, containers inside this box. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, like I say, I've been, this is a big topic for me, this uh, collectivism versus individualism, because we are at the point now where, you know, literally individual lives have and will continue to depend on collectivism because, yeah. you know, to, to say, uh, you know what, you guys, herd immunity. I'm going to bed. It's like, uh, we're not done talking. Like, there are ways in which herd immunity has to operate in order to actually work. Otherwise, you're just going to bed. You don't got no solutions. And it, and it's not happening just in the U.S. I mean, Brexit. That's true. You have Brexit and all that right now, and right and, and all these countries just blaming the whatever this foreigner is or whatever their fear is. Sure, um, sure, sure. I don't know. I still believe light wins out. I don't know. I maybe maybe it's you were talking about the Mandalorian. I I don't know. I still believe in in light winning out, but hopefully. Yeah, the dark side can't win all the time. No. Well, and how do we, I mean, what is the takeaway of reaching that conclusion? I mean, what do you do? Do you, do you, you know, pull a, a, a Buddha and sit underneath the banyan tree until you die of, For of me, starvation I, and I, dehydration? Or I create what do you do? my own ethos or my own ethics on what I believe and what I and and how I act doesn't have to be dependent on how you react. Um, but uh, I, mm. I I do it because I know it's the right thing to do, or I feel it's the right thing to do. Even if you fuck me over, I'm doing it because I believe it's the right thing to do, and irregardless of what anybody else thinks. And um, it, that, that's how I do it. Uh, but you know, everybody's different, and everybody can do their own thing. But I sometimes have those those battles of good and, and bad and, you know, well, it's not justice if I'm treating them like this and they're always screwing me over. I, I sometimes just act in a way because it's the way I believe you should do it, yeah. as opposed to regardless of whatever anybody else wants to do. And, and you can help people day and night, but sometimes you just got to do things for yourself and, you know, what makes you feel comfortable in what you're doing and, and things like that i listened to a podcast the other night and it was um it was the, the owner or one of the founders of home depot and i can't think of his name bernie it's marcus like, something blank it, like, arthur was, blank yeah yeah so yeah. arthur blank he's the he's the uh the less political of the co-founders of but he uh, talked about like you know with companies and coming in and these companies they're what made them different as a company were the employees bought into what the company believed. And and so every employee would treat the customer in a certain regard. And that was their their community or what they thought. For me, you know, for Hatch Family Chocolates, you know, I hope that our, our employees buy into the fact that 
we're here to make everybody have that warm, fuzzy feeling yeah. when they're having a shitty day at the office with COVID sure. or whatever the hell it is, yeah. that they can just eat a chocolate and have that warm, fuzzy feeling and kind of put them back as a child, like to make them have that warm feeling. And and that's what my ethos are or my, you know, the the fill that I'm trying to get all of our company to buy into. And I think maybe, you know, that's an answer for corporations is just trying to define who you are or what you're, what sets you apart from different companies. CHG, what sets them apart from any other company? And maybe now's the time to do that with the pandemic and just to reevaluate and refocus ourselves of what does make us so great. Why should we be open and not, go under why should we do this right. and i think that all of us as a you know as a society need to do that on our own things whatever that is and that's a uh, i think a very noble way to look at uh in your case an extremely personal situation because this is your livelihood and it's how you pay your bills but the i would imagine that the larger premise to get you out of bed in the morning and to say, damn it, I'm not giving in and I'm not shutting down this damn chocolate company because people need that chocolate and it's delicious. It's the best chocolate I've ever had. It's the, it's the watching the kids laughing and the people yeah. laughing eating. Yeah. Money doesn't do much for me. I mean, yes, it's nice to have yeah. and yes, it's nice to pay bills, but yeah, you're right. What drives me is that. And, and, it, and remembering that for myself, of the, those same feelings and trying to provide that to other people. That's why I do what I do. Um, yeah. And just finding that passion. Um, it's different for everybody and what their passion is. But I, I think maybe it is a good time for us to take a breather. Uh, we're all stuck at home or we're all, and just to reevaluate what is that for ourselves? And where do we go from here? Yeah. And if you are negative, maybe look where that ne negativity is coming from. You know, is it something that's happened to yourself years ago and you're just dwelling on yes. it? Or, yes. <laughs> or it's something that you can work out with a friend that it was a misunderstanding, you know, just... Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do because, you know, I'm not perfect and I've said stupid things to to amazing people and, and ruined friendships and looking back, it was like, it was stupid, I was just lonely or stupid in that moment and it and it imploded so you just and there are hundreds if not thousands of people like me and steve who would fight to the front of the line to say i love dylan Maziotti, and that guy has always done great by me and you know it's a thing that i'm confronting in my life right now is do you define yourself by the positives or the negatives? Do you define yourself by your successes or your failures? And you know, that self-definition has so much to do with whether or not you do get out of bed tomorrow morning, which yeah. is, you know. And do you treat yourself like you treat other people? You know, if, nope. you, saw, if you saw somebody um, outside that was suffering through the same things that you do, I, I think we are much easier on them and much more forgiving and much more helpful and trying to help them and but definitely more forgiving of all of their faults and we want them to to move on also absolutely but we don't allow that for ourselves and maybe it's time to do that 
What are you looking at me for, man? <laughs> I'm looking at you know what? I'm looking through you because then yeah. because I'm also shame, brother. I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking of myself and I'm thinking yeah. of, of yeah. you know all of the things that I do myself. So sure. I I'm, I actually was looking through you because as I was talking, I'm like, this is so I need to do this myself. Yeah. I need to forgive me of this and 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 I think we all need to do that. Yeah, I think so too. Dylan, I see you rustling papers over there. Yeah, should we, I have should an, we hit some highlights of, yeah, a, of an hit. amazing year? So I think we'll go through the, um, first the episodes with, with Terry. Um, it's mostly been me and you, and then there's been this episode, and then Steve's episode, episode 100. Let's talk about that one first. That was fun. I learned so, things about you I never knew. It was same here. about me. Well, just, just your experiences at the hospital and... That changed your life, getting to know different types of people. And I've I always knew that you were an influential, well-loved person, but I didn't know quite the, I guess I would say the mechanics of how you came to be that. And, and I really enjoyed you talking about your experiences in student government at uh, UBSC, UVU, and about working in the legislature and those kind of things and and for for those watching and listening at home i'm going to repeat my my uh exhortation which is that whether you want to do it or not steve i don't care i want you to be a public servant and i want you to be in office because i think you ought to be the governor of utah pal and i'm not kidding <laughs> even a little bit a good idea on that i it, you know what? Here's the thing about chief executives, and, and I feel very passionately about this. I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> but um, I think that the governor or the president or any uh, uh, executive branch leader at whatever level, state, local, federal, a big part of the job to me, the most important part of the job, because there's 535 people in the legislative branch, and there's another couple dozen. Actually, there are thousands of people in the judicial branch who, who exercise the, the, the use of the power of that branch of government. But when you come to the executive branch, there is one person, and that person is responsible to me, is, is responsible to me, and also to me, is responsible for the, the feeling of the people. And I will go political for a second, and I will say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty even assessor of the success or failure of, of different politicians, but I do think that one of the things that Donald Trump failed wildly at, consciously, and I wish that I could have sat down with the guy at the outset of his uh, campaign, if not his presidency, and said, look, you know, so much of the heart and soul of the American people rises and falls with your conduct. And so part of what you're doing is not just being the chief executive, you're being the heart and soul of this country. Of how we feel. And, and so in that sense... I will disagree with you, Steve, because I think there's no doubt in my mind that you would be the greatest governor in the history of the state of Utah. And I believe that 
I will give you more chocolate. <laughs> that's, I will keep feeding you chocolate. Because you are a uniter. You know how to talk to everyone. And you have a lightness about you that everyone is attracted to. I know I am. I, I, it's like when I'm going to hang out with, no offense, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Friend zone. Once again, friend zone. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> do, you need, do you need more chocolate too, Dylan? Yeah, we're okay. gonna be we're gonna be knee deep in chocolate pretty Actually, soon. But, okay, you hear what I'm saying, though, man? I'm serious. You have that's what I provide. I provide chocolate soul. to make people. And you were mayor happy. last conversation, and now you're governor. You wow. did totally skipped like senator. And I mean, I'm just right now. I'm thinking about your about your. State of the state speech, and I just know that it would like you would write it. See, you're laughing because you're like, Oh man, I better come up with a good one. And <laughs> no, it's like, I'm laughing because there's no way in hell. I'm yeah. just like, just like, I would just, absolutely. I don't think they let him come at three in the, the afternoon. Well, they might, <laughs> they I mean, might. they let Trump, yeah, so, Trump works 11 so to three sure every day. <laughs> yeah, actually, here's my thoughts though. You hear what I'm saying though, I get what you're saying. I'm just the I'm ignoring it. So like, I, mean, I know. Let's, let's, let's listen of like let's how many, move on. No, of how many guests that we had, but I actually think that there's what's so cool is that we've, everybody has an amazing story, and like it's good. Yes, it's, yes. What our job is so awesome is we get to hear everybody's story. Yeah, it's really true, and and I mean, what a great list of of people that that I feel fortunate to have had the pleasure to spend some time around and just barely get to know but uh yeah Wes, our first episode of last season um last year what, comedian and he had his web series Wes austin i'm sending a shout out i'm sending a high five and a fist pump to our pal Panton lawyer wesley is so <laughs> great i mean uh, he he is literally one of my favorite comedians in the <laughs> world right now i mean he he is good. I love that guy. I love follow Wesley Austin on social media. He's been doing some really great stuff. I'm a particular fan of the of the deadpan, <laughs> and and he can do that like droll bit. I mean, that's he's like one of the best I've ever seen at, at doing straight face hilarious sure. comedy. He's so good. And it was really fun to meet him. I'm looking over our list and. Um for a second there, I thought that Dylan interviewed um, Mandela. Um, Nelson Mandela? Yeah, Nelson Mandela. The ghost Mandela. of Mil Nelson Mandela. It was more just like reading names backwards and it's all blurry. Yeah, we he didn't. It was McLean Nelson. Oh. Yeah, he's a, a director. He's on BYU TV's uh, show-offs. So he's as cool as Nelson Mandela? Not, not quite. I don't think he's changed the world that, well, that much. Yeah. But... He's still young, and around that same time, Kirby Hayborn, you know, he started yeah. in Mormon cinema, and now he mostly does, like, voiceovers for books. And it's funny, I'm looking at this list, I'm like, man, I missed a bunch of really good episodes. Man, our life kind of went by pretty quick, because looking yeah. at this list, yeah. But you were, you were there for Andrew and Colin Beck, the artist, musician, he and he was so excited to go out and start doing live shows, and, you right. know. That was, like, eight months ago. Yeah, and that was just before things hit. It was like, I think it was early March, late February when we Isn't talked to him. Isn't it funny to think that, that like when you said his name, I was like, I wasn't even wearing a mask. 
So, <laughs> so Actually, probably for 90% of these, we weren't. It just Well, it kind of just depended on the time. Yeah, well, all the ones that I did online, I wasn't wearing a mask. And we did the uh, Zoom videos. We did some of those. Yeah, f- with uh, Ken Sanders. That was a Zoom one that we did. And, that was great. Uh, Zainab Johnson, that was me and Terry. Yep, that was fun. Terry was in a lawn chair in the backyard. I was in my buddy's backyard <laughs> with the cars going by. Why don't we do crash. that? We should do that more often. It's cold, Steve. And, and, it, it's going to warm up. It. It's going to warm up. We can, get, we can get like a Dude, fishing you are hut. So, you are so bullish on 2021. It's like going to get warm and the days are going to get longer. Like, I mean, this <laughs> pandemic. You got like some inside information. It's going to be done in April. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be gone in April. When the heat when, comes. Yeah, when the heat comes back, it's going to be gone. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's in April. Yeah, it, in 2020, it didn't burn off, but it's going to totally burn off. Well, okay. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good this year. Just don't forget to drink your Clorox. <laughs> I'm going to buy yeah, some bleach and, and do that. Shoot that. Shoot it. And look for Zainab on Netflix on January 5th, The History of Swear Words. And uh, it's hosted by Nicolas Cage. Whoa, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Zane she's working with Nikki Cage. And That's hot. She's like a panelist, of, you know, kind of in the, where they say something and they get comedians' opinions. It's like that, but it's the history of swear words. Interesting. So th- that should be fun to see her on. She's so great. That was really fun. Who else? John Napsity, former jazz bear. That's when I learned Steve was Little Bear. Didn't know that before that interview. Oh, there's still a lot you don't know, <laughs> Dylan. Too funny. Friend zoned again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. But we've had CEOs on as well. We had uh, Zach Shutt, uh, Player One Coffee, and then um, Dan Young. Dan Young. Well, and- Valerie Cameron is. is- done all kinds of stuff too well rebecca yates rebecca owns like how many different companies there was like five or six and she's my master class buddy i put a message out who wants to split a master class account and she jumped right in and so thank you to her i can enjoy that the master class is going to be listening to this pod right here it's totally going to shut your so his name is Dylan. <laughs> no, it was their buy one get one, so it it was within their parameters. Mm. But right, well, you know, I still feel like you're skirting the spirit of the law, Mister Maziotti. If they had like a remedial class, I think I would join that one. But the yeah. master, you had me at master class. I just glazed over stick figures for beginners. Yeah, as a friend, she sent me ninety dollars via Venmo. It's awesome. Oh, so you're profiting yeah. off of master class? No. We got Dylan in the corner here. Yeah, Dylan. Just with the, that 90 bucks, I happened to pay for my master class subscription and she got the gift. Card, so. Super oh. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to join a master class <laughs> too. Did, hey, Terry, do you want to give me 90 bucks? I don't have 90 bucks. <laughs> okay, I'll just do it for five. <laughs> okay. I'll do it for five. And five. Then, and then, okay, it might be a little different, like. Our, our syllabus might be different than that's Dylan's. true. I th- actually, I think that's what we should do is we should have our own oh master my God. class. I think our class would rock. Okay, yeah, me and Terry are going to create our own <laughs> master class. To talk, how to be a, 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 an amazing talk show host. We'll th- actually, we'll steal his stuff like a week after <laughs> and then we'll just like redo his stuff. 
and rebrand it with our own personalization. Master, Cl- Master Klutz? Master... <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it goes. We're... Tell us about the, the uh, talk show. What, what else do you want to know? Um, yeah, we could do... We are, could... You, are you cultivating a, a guest list? Who are you going to have on this I year? Let's see, I think that... I think that it's going to take some imagination for people to buy into this. I don't think they're Do really think? I don't think they're feeling it until they see it. So, you know, I think that they need to see a couple episodes to be like, well, I'm holy crap, they look I'm awkward. convinced. And also, I don't hesitate in saying that the talk show concept for you is going to be a great springboard for the gubernatorial election. So there we are, <laughs> right around, right around the horn, back to no. We could discuss that during our masterclass. How to become governor? <laughs> yeah, See? maybe. I'm going to put in a call to Schwarzenegger's people. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a feeling that you and Arnold Schwarzenegger would get along famously. I don't know why. I just have a sense of that. Do you know, I don't know if there's anybody I wouldn't get along with. That's true. I love, but everyone. I just think that I, I just think that the two of you would would see each other's essence in a in a unique and and touching way. Really, he could kill me just with the flick of one finger. <laughs> that, that's that's how it would happen. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Steve, let's look at some more that we've done. Nathan Osmond. Yeah, Nathan's amazing. Yeah, very fun, very uplifting. And he's had to shift, too, because he was mostly performance. Now he's more... I, home Loans is, is kind of his focus right now. Husbandhomeloans.com, I think. He's Take a cool a guy. At, yeah. He's always been so nice to me. I don't know him very well, but he just always comes across to me as just a real class act. He's genuine. I think he's genuine the same to everybody. He's a, he's a great guy. Awesome. And along those uh, celebrity lines, um, Danielle Pintaro, he was the little kid from Who's the Boss? I had him on, part of the quarantine bunch, a uh, couple episodes. Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains. He, he's like a chef now, which was really interesting to learn about. That'd be cool. Um, Sandra Immersive. That's how shows how somebody shifted for quarantine to still do what they do, but be safe and everything. Actually, they were one of the first companies that, like, I started hearing doing, like, productions in parking lots. Yeah, because they, I think they were ramping up to the, do the chocolate, uh, the chocolate thing. Yeah. Their chocolate show, and then when that, you know, they couldn't really do that with COVID too much, so then they shifted to the, to the car thing with Romeo and Juliet. It was very cool to see that. I enjoyed that. Um, Super fun with Sasha. Yeah, that, that that was a long one, but that th- Sasha's always interesting to talk to because he gives me crap and and he'll be coming back to the network. I don't know if I can officially say it, but he's got a show coming back. Sweet with a buddy. I'm pretty sure. You Sounds like it's it. gonna be fairly political. Yeah. Um, not d- like we're not political at all. Nope. We don't discuss politics. You know. I just don't get the whole thing, like, why people sort of put on a hat to just be angry and divisive. I mean, 
Well, okay. it doesn't solve anything. Well, yeah, if we're going to jump into it, this year the Republicans were so concerned about Trump's feelings all the time that they wouldn't. Yeah, it stopped them from doing like logical, you know, bipartisan things that would help some everybody in America, America in these the situations we're in now. And, okay, so what is the type of person that puts on the hat and just has like sarcastic little like snarky little comments all the time? Because I think that's me. Yeah, I think well, it's your elf hat. So, okay, yeah, okay, that's me. So yeah, I just am going to be well, that person. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna break down my statement in, in your reply a little bit because first of all, you're a lovely person and you don't have an axe to grind. I know that's a cliche, Aww. but but like in the midst, and I've seen this happen on social media in the midst of sort of uh, elevating temperatures, I've seen you take the piss out of situations just by being lighthearted and being true to yourself for sure. But it just makes me wonder, uh, I think this is my t-shirt idea for 21, uh, but uh, why can't we all just be more like Steve Hatch? Oh my gosh. Seriously, <laughs> dude, I, I don't I'm know not giving know you this. any more chocolate. <laughs> I am your campaign manager. <laughs> I have just, I have just elected oh, myself. For the love of God, <laughs> the friend zone is so comfy over here. Oh, oh you're in the campaign <laughs> then too. Can you imagine? Oh, well, this could be headquarters right here. Right here, we got plenty of room. We got <laughs> we, plenty of chocolate. We don't accomplish much. We just sit and eat <laughs> chocolate. And, and then you got elected. Yeah. And then Steve became governor of the great state of Utah. I'll just, just think if you I'll go sit at my desk upstairs and just <laughs> rule the chocolate world. <laughs> this is my country, Steve. The country of Steve. I just want to. I just want to go to bed in a land where Steve Hatch is in charge of the delicate arch. Oh no, you really don't want to do that because, like, I think it would, would be, it be like, a water slide. Well, no, it'd be like there's an arch. Like, and it's like I'm not hiking to that. Can somebody helicopter me in? Like, there's no way I'm gonna. Okay. I, I will like piggyback. It. If somebody like gets one of those kid backpacks and then like hikes me in, that's when I will I'll go explore the state. One of those mini me horns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those. That's that's how I'll do it. Still, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. We have way too many guests. But uh, oh. there yeah, we're some fun ones. Valerie that she's been our, she was our only three time person because she came on uh, twice with Wizarding Days, which I announced yesterday that they're dissolving. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, which is sad. It was a good community event, but it's another victim of everything. Uh, St- Steve Hofstetter, that was that, that was a unique one because he put out a tweet. I'm driving for days. You know, anybody wants to interview me for their podcast, you know, reach out to me and made it work. Out. We talked to him on Thanksgiving morning as he was. As he was driving, it was it was pretty cool. Chloe Johnson, Chloe Five O. Oh, uh, yep, she rocks. Yeah, I, I went up to Park City and we we talked up there. It was it was it was really cool. And then uh, I, I'll close out talking about Liz Christensen, um, Molly from my other podcast, Ask the Stripper. She she co-hosted that one with me with Liz and Liz does you know performance. She's an actress, writer. She has her own podcast in the telling, I think is what it's called. It's a podcast about storytellers. That 
It was really cool getting to know her. And then Local First Utah helping local businesses, and they do great. And yeah, they do great work. Past uh, guest Richie T. Stedman, he's doing an official podcast for them starting next year. So nice. Yeah, I think that's well, Dylan. Well, you have yeah. your work cut out for you to get this, uh, this list again for this year, because like who yeah. you got on the on the hit list? Who are you targeting? Uh, so far, we scheduled. Um, well, yeah, I need we figure out the date for next week for uh, Rodney Norman. Oh, he's, nice! He's a comedian and new new I TikTok personality. He's been duetted by uh, the one and only Howie Mandel oh, a really? couple of times. Yeah, I need to go follow Rodney on on the talk because I have not. I'm sure he's great. He's something else. I invited him on uh, my show years ago. He came, and, and of course, he's so good and so funny. And we sat down on the couch before we were getting ready to go, and he says, why, why did you ask me? <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly because of that question, brother. He's just got such a great take on things. It's like, you know. And he's humble, too. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a beautiful human being. I really like him a lot. And I love it. I mean, it's, he's one of those guys that is just so watchable. It's, it doesn't matter what he does. He just is hilarious. And I believe he recorded two different uh, dry bar specials. One as Rodney Norman, and then another one as Santa Claus. You know, because most of the time he has that big, big long beard. But well, he's yeah, dressed up as Santa and did stand up as that's as Santa Claus. So it'll be he's, fun to see that when it comes talented. out. Yeah. yeah. And that leads me into thinking, uh, wise guys, for letting us use their place to, to record episodes. Of course, you, Steve, and Hatch Family Chocolates for letting us record here. Yeah, thanks, Steve. So, and thanks for making me not have to go anywhere. Well, <laughs> Some, sometimes it's the only way to, <laughs> to get me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> Steve, in this the, podcast is in Provo. <laughs> in the country of Steve, right. this is where I, I, I walk around. Um. Looking forward, what do you guys, who do you want to see? What do you want us to do with this? We've upgraded to video. Thank you to Steve for getting this Zoom camera. Hopefully it works. Um, it, it, yeah, Actually, here's what I've noticed. I, I am trying not to make a judgment about anybody because you are so connected with so many different people that I actually learn from everybody that you bring on. And I just kind yeah. of, I love just sitting back and almost shutting up and just listening to their story um, because you meet so many cool people. I'm, I'm excited to just continue that. All right. Well, if there's any cool people you know, of course, bringing them in. You talked about the guy that's voice of the hamster in Bolt. Oh, yeah. Mark Walton. That We could try that. And oh, you he, know? He's an animator. He does um, illustrations. So he's an animator. And you've worked with Seth MacFarlane, so if you could pull that oh, in, yeah, too. I'm so connected with him. And, and Shaq, you've know, you know, known Shaq. Those, those would be great ones. Dude, I can't <laughs> even get them to come to Chocolate World. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, here's one. I don't know if you guys know who Tom Bennett is, but uh, I call him T-Bomb because his full sort of performing name is Tom Bennett, One Man Band. 
and he was up at the TV station one time, and I said, T-Bomb. And he said, what? I said, T-Bomb, Tom Bennett, one-man band. And he was like, I never thought of that. But he is one of the most fascinating guys. And Tom's not around uh, Salt Lake as much anymore. He's living down in southern Utah. But um, he's a really interesting character. And whether I'm here or not matters not in the least. But he has had some adventures. And also, he's a very bright, very well-spoken guy. I really like Tom a lot. And shout out to Tom. Hi, buddy. Yeah, we should reach out. Um, yeah, but he would yeah. be so great. I mean, he just... He's he's an American original. He's been out on the road. Of course, like for everybody else, his world is different now. But, I mean, that guy has been back and forth across the United States a lot of the time by himself playing shows. And he's an amazing storyteller. And I can think of about three stories right now that Tom has told me that would be perfect for this podcast. So uh, he's somebody that comes to mind and I'm just... I'm just enjoying name checking Tom because he's so cool and fun and awesome. For yeah, sure. we need you, Tom. T bomb. T bomb. Um, yeah, I think we've gone through our favorite Muppet and who would play us. We've gone through that before. Right. So we just want to thank everybody. Continue to follow, you know, and share the podcast if you like it and think other people would, you know. Here's to a kick ass 2021. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, you guys. Thank I you, appreciate Terry. being included. Oh, and, of course. Uh, I always have a great time when I'm with you dudes. Uh, we love you. And, uh, yeah, I love y'all, too. And I hope that we get to uh, have some big times and some regular old times in 2021. I wish I could confess You've that only I'm just a, begun. I hope so. I hope you're right, buddy. Uh, I'm still here. I ain't got no COVID, so... Uh, I have to just presume I'm going to keep on living, and, and this is fun. I really look forward to and enjoy the times that I'm able to spend with you guys. And Dylan, especially, uh, great thanks yeah. and gratitude to you for Woo! all of the work that you do. Um, it's uh, I know how it is. It's hard work. A lot of it's kind of drudgery, but uh, you do the work, and you are definitely the heart and soul of creativity in my mind. Well, Absolutely. You. Appreciate that. And I love doing it. It's, it's keeping me sane, you know, and talking yeah. to creative people keeps me inspired. Yeah. So yeah. And as an artist, it's important to keep yourself inspired. We Peace love you out. friends. Peace out. Happy 2021. Be safe. And, uh, listen to your creativity podcast. And you will grow a beautiful And, and now watch hair. it. We've got a camera. So watch That's us right. too. That's right. Goodbye. See y'all. The podcast is done, man.